Warning! What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. My name is Nick. And my name is Zach. And, well, it throws you off real hard. And welcome to Wayne Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Well, we've tackled several Irish water creatures on this show, have we not? Not physically. That'd be cool, though. Speak for yourself. Oh, well, I guess not on the broadcast. If whether we've battled them in our own personal lives, we have not done that while recording. Right. Um, there's two notable ones that I think stand out. One you did and one I did. The Knuckle of E. Correct. And the Selkies? Selkie time. Absolutely. Yeah. And like between the two of those, we kind of touch on Kelpies just because how could you not kind of sort of yeah. water horses, mm-hmm. water seal people, a creature that is a half man, half horse, long limbed, one eyed, skinless creature of death. Yep. Cool. Um, but yeah, Selkies and the Knuckle of E. The waters of Ireland are not safe. The waters of Ireland... House Monsters. This week, we're discussing a creature that has been described as, quote, half wolf dog and half fish. Interesting. And it's also been called, and this is what we're going to title the episode, but it's also been called the Irish Crocodile. Okay. Now. But now, again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Usually I don't get an episode quite like that by just kind of saying what we're talking about. But I felt describing that description and that word doesn't really tell you anything about what this thing is or what it's doing. Yep, not a clue. Okay, so here we go. Let's travel back to September 22nd, 1722. Okay. A woman by the name of Grace McLaughlin, or rather Grace Connolly, as she was known by because during those times... Um, women were usually known by their maiden name. So, Grace Connolly. Um, but she was married, so that was her husband's last name, McLaughlin. Uh, was washing clothes and potentially even herself in Glenade Lake. There, okay. there are many Irish places and towns I could have mentioned in this episode. I had the... Um, I was lucky enough to stumble onto this creature, but not lucky enough to stumble upon him in enough time to look up how to pronounce all these towns... So I opted not to mention them. That's fair. Um, but it takes place, those. takes place in Ireland. Um, as she was away, you know, doing her washings, her husband, Terence, realized, gee willikers, Grace sure has been gone a long time. I figured that's what he would say. Mm-hmm. I added that. Gosh. Gee. Gee willikers. Where's my wife? Mm-hmm. Well, I better go see what's up. So when he arrived to the shore of the lake, well, by God, he saw Grace. So that's good, right? So far. But she was gruesomely eviscerated. That's not good. Her remains scattered about. Um, no, not good at all. Grace had been brutally butchered. She's ripped apart. Like, her guts are out. She's all 
but he eviscerated. can't. He can't really see. That's what the word means. You're correct. Yeah. So, <laughs> but he can't really see like all of her body parts. Um, Are they covered by her entrails? Oh no, they're covered by something, because to make matters worse, as if they could even get any worse. She was alive still. No, she's dead. Her butcherer was still there. And it was a sight Terrence had never seen before in his entire life. Mm -hmm. This giant monster, because it was in fact a giant monster, well, it had fallen fast asleep on his wife's splattered remains. Nice. Gorged itself and it was like like, nap time. Time to pass out. Buckle this belt. Blop. Splat. Sit here Mm -hmm. amidst my... I imagine he was the monster was intoxicated and just like went to town on a pizza, basically. Yeah, of course. He's like, oh man, and what a good passed meal. out in it. Yeah, I'm done. But it was Terry's wife. Yeah, it was a living being. I guess so, part. I guess parts of a pizza was a living being. Depends on what kind of pizza. That's true. Pepperoni sausages. Well, he was he was sleeping. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna. I'm not gonna call um, Grace a sausage. That was gonna be, <laughs> that was gonna be rude. He was sleeping on a sausage named Grace. Oh, no. Um, Topping is all about. Yep. Pizza box just ripped. Now, acting out of instinctual rage, Terrence drew his dagger, lunged toward, and slaughtered the beast. Well, damn. He killed it. Takes up the knife, stab, stab. Done. He's dead. Nice. Swift vengeance. That's the end of the story. Not... There's more. He wouldn't murder their whole family. Well, uh, it was dead, but its death was only act was only the end of Act One, and what I'm going to call, if it was a movie or a play, Terrence's bad day, <laughs> because as this creature died, as they are known to do, but evidently not known to Terrence, or if it was, he forgot. It let out one last scream, alerting its lover within the depths of the lake that it was mortally wounded and about to die. And this traumatized beast, you know, the lover that's living in the lake, erupted from said lake and began his own quest for vengeance. Oh, I like this. Well, Terrence fled by mounting a nearby horse. I had that written, because in my head when I had read this story, it seemed like there was just like a horse walking around. But what's I can't, going on over here? I can't, hey, what's up? Hey, we gotta go! What you the fuck? What the fuck? Hey, dude. <laughs> hey, man, what is this monster? You wanna get out of here? But in fact, other stories say that it was in fact Terrence's horse. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, it does, but I read it like, Terrence has mounted a horse, and in that retelling, like, they hadn't mentioned the horse before, so it's like, oh, new character, the horse. <laughs> okay. Just roaming the pasture, looking for a drink of water. Do, do, do. I'm supposed to help. Carolyn, or whatever her name Grace. was, Grace, with yes. the laundry today. Yeah. I better go see what she's getting up to. <laughs> these, are, these are horse thoughts, yeah. 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 And he's like, oh, is that Terrence, her husband? I hope I don't have to fold anything. I don't cut thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really here for moral support. Oh, what's that? Oh, is that Grace? Oh, she looks real dead. That, something else is dead by her, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Terrence is holding a knife. Something just erupted. What was that loud scream? Oh, there's something erupting from the lake now. Um, it's not small. Have I mentioned any sizes yet, by chance? Not really. Okay, well, it's not small. So when I say not small, what's the first kind of size measurement that pops in your head as far as... Large. The size of a creature. Correct. All right. So Terrence fled by mounting a nearby horse, and I just went for it. 
His earthbound flight went for miles until he had to stop to get new shoes for his horse. That's how fast and hard they were running. Damn. He rode into town, a town, and found a blacksmith. How far do you have to go for that to happen? I don't know. Is this miles? Who knows what? Maybe he's running down the coast, ripping. It's a lake. They don't have coast. It's a shore. Um, uh, this is something you really skip over in like the westerns and stuff like that. But which part? How far how it takes? How often they're reshoeing their horses? Oh yeah, right. What's the Pony Express doing? I like this. It's a very accurate story. There's, I assume when they go to like the post postal stops, there's like a guy, there's a smith there, like his horseshoes. Barrier. Like, basically, he's like, I got you. Yeah. Ding ding ding. That's what the sound it makes when you're fixing your horse. Yep. So his horse gets fixed. It's good to go. But anyways, he's he managed to you know blow by this thing, so it's still coming after him. But he's. He bought himself a lot of time. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Right, exactly. But he's there talking to this blacksmith, you know, and Terrence, and he's kind of telling a story. Um, <laughs> that thing's coming to this town? That's crazy, yeah, man. Yeah, you better go. Yeah, this is awful. But the blacksmith, um, after hearing this wild tale, well, the blacksmith told Terrence that he knew how to slay this beast once and for all. And he, in fact, told Terrence, and Terrence may have realized what this creature was called, but I left it out of the story for this dramatic reveal, because it, its name is the Duarku. 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 Okay. Yeah. You know how it's spelled? Nope. D-O-B-H-A-R-C-H-U. Nope. Duarku. Mm-hmm. Now, Terry feared as much when he first laid eyes upon it as it was a villain often talked about amongst the peoples in the area. The smith made a sword because he's just got that ability because he is, in fact, a blacksmith. He's a very efficient, quick... His forge... I imagine, like, he just, you know, he just... Maybe he had one laying around. He's got a, he's got a sign outside that says horseshoes... Uh, swords and horseshoes. Not horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah. Horseshoes and swords. Doesn't have a good ring to it, but that's what he says. Mm-hmm. Um, so the smith made a sword... And give it to dear distraught Terry. There you go. Pats him on the back. Good luck out there. Let's do it. All right, well, he told Terry that the creature would come upon him and charge face first, head down. Quote, when creature charges, he'll put his head right through the horse. As soon as he does this, you be quick and cut his head off. Now, I know, I'm sure that verbiage, you know, what do you think when you read that verbiage? Is he running through the horse? So he's like on a beeline. He's like just going it sounds straight. Sounds like he's going to charge. Have to charge. Basically, it. yeah. Yeah. All right. So Terry did as he was instructed. He stayed on his horse. The creature eventually found him and barreled toward our widower at a frightening speed. Right as the monster came, looking to enact a vengeance all its own, Terry leaped off his horse and stabbed it through its face, right through its head, and through its skull. He just skewers this piece of shit. How'd the horse do? Uh, he's like, this is a wild day. Yeah. He's okay. He's okay? That's I think he, he's, at least in this, we're going to say he's okay. Doesn't sound like he'd be okay to me. He's, he's, Terry jumped off, the horse went, and he's like, oh, I woke up today thinking I was just helping with the laundry. Mm-hmm. Now I'm fighting a monster with a crazy man and a sword. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? I don't even, how do I get home? According to an irisscentral.com article about the uh, Duarku and where it found the and where that website, and where I found the synopsis of the story, not where I found the website, I found that website, and then I found the synopsis of the story I summarized here. Um, Grace's gravestone actually exists. And while most of the inscription has worn off, it pictures an image of her killer. The, oh, du- yeah. the Duarku, quote. The creature is depicted lying down with its head and neck flung backwards so that it lies flat along its back in its death throes. 
A spear-like weapon is shown piercing the base of the creature's neck, re-emerging below its body, and gripped by a human fist at its upper end. I mean, I certainly have questions. Yeah. I mean, because if we're going to debate what's real or fiction, the fact that if this story, in fact, did really happen, and a man killed a monster that had murdered his wife, and it was chiseled into a gravestone to commemorate her death. I don't know. Does that seem fucked up? Like she got killed by this monster so they engraved it in her tombstone? Or Never forget. <laughs> I miss Grace. Whenever I go to pay my respects, I'll always be reminded of this heinous, hellish monster that yeah. ripped her apart and slept in her remains. And like, even if you're buried there and you believe in like the afterlife and all that stuff, yeah. and you know, she, her spirit's wandering. And it's like, really? That thing scared the shit out of me and murdered me. And they put it on my headstone? Yeah, can't we just do, like, something else? Could it be, like, the laundry that I enjoyed that yeah, or day? Maybe, like, a flower? Not the terrifying part of that day. Yeah, A just, flower would be cool. Maybe a sun? Because laundry's pretty lame. Yeah, I mean, you know, boring, but yeah. that's what I was up the to. horse was supposed to do that shit. <laughs> What if in the beast of burden? Come what if, on! What if it's worn off because the <laughs> yeah, bear this burden, man. Watch this shit. What if there was like a little horse like chiseled in the background, just like doing nothing as she was murdered? What if we watched it happen? <laughs> Watching from behind it's a like, tree. <laughs> he's like eyes wide. He's like, Grace, I found that missing sock. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no! Left for two minutes. I went back to the house. Oh no! Um. Now, other retellings say Terrence and a friend killed the monster, um, and then they even go on to say like it like jumped over a wall, and then they like stabbed it with a spear. They killed it that way. Um, and some one that I found, and some of the, these could all be true because um, a lot of it was oral storytelling. Um, you know, so different stories stories can take on. You know, like the telephone game before there was a telephone, just gossip, mm-hmm. the gossip game. Um, some say, like, he ran all the way home to grab his dagger as a beast was sleeping, and then ran all the way back and then stabbed it to death. I mean, either way it was sleeping, so he had time. Yeah. All right. It also doesn't stop there. According to the Beast That Hide From Man, Seeking the World's Last Undiscovered Animals, by Carl Schuker, while it had eventually broken in half and was either subsequently, like, thrown away or moved or stolen, Terrence's gravestone also had commemorated his battle with the carving of the beast, and was in the cemetery as recent as World War I. Hmm. Um, so what exactly is the Duarku? Its name essentially translates to water hound or hound of the deep. And it can usually be described as a seven foot long, and this is, I'm going to throw a new thing at you, a seven foot long otter behemoth. Like a dire otter? Yes, it is a giant bloodthirsty killer otter. I mean, otters are kind of vicious. Or at least otterish, because it has been categorized like a wolf, too. You know, canine. Mm-hmm. I imagine its length, you know, preys upon our familiarity with um, otters, because they're long. Yeah. After all, like I said in the beginning of this episode, it is also called the Irish crocodile. Again, long, stout legs, but giant, though, mm-hmm. unlike an otter. Otters aren't very giant. They're cute, but, like, they can fuck you up. Yeah. I was just going to ask you how many otters you thought you could fight, and I was just going to ask you anyways, how many otters could you take? Am I in the water? 
You're near the water. So out of it, but like they're coming out at you. So you might stumble into it if they if too many of them pile on you. Like they'll push you into their turf. I mean, what are they, like three feet tall? Sure. I don't know. I think I could beat up three. I could take more than three. I was like... <laughs> they're going to bite you hard, though. Maybe I'll bite them back. All right, that's fair. All right, okay. All right. Talking about biting otters. All right. <laughs> After all... I, I said that already. Uh, but again, long bodies. The long bodies, they reign supreme. It has, also, it has also been called King Otter. And the modern Irish word for otter appears to be... I don't think it's used often, but it is just duarku. Hmm. Now, they live in the water, but don't need to live there. They are more than capable, as per the story I just told, of running long distances. Now, it can have white or brown fur, and again, range anywhere from, according to uh, legends, 7 to 15 feet long. It's large. So you even... You go by, like, yeah. D&D sizes. It's big. It's, yeah. That counts as a large creature. Yeah, like 10 feet. Yeah. So even at its smallest, it's still pretty huge. Now, mm-hmm. myth, mythicalcreaturesguide.com said it might even have a horn, and that is what is meant when it tries to run through the horse. I mean, sure, fine. That's a power. Like a we'll unicorn horn? Maybe, sometimes. Yeah. So if you give it that power, it's literally trying to run through the horse. Like mm-hmm. it's, then, then you imagine this monster just like trying to stab everything in sight and then eat it. Yeah. Like bane at it and then just as it's stuck on its head, just like chew away. Interesting. It's a cool visual. Mm-hmm. All right, and this is from... Yeah. Uh, the Duarku tombstone, uh, Tombstones of Glenade, um, written by a man, by Patrick Tohall, dated, this is, yeah, this is the date, um, well, it talks about the inscription on the, uh, it's an actual, like, paragraph describing the tombstone, so I'm going to read this to you. The card figure is set a panel above, 17 and a half inches by 7 inches, it shows a recumbent animal having body and legs like those of a dog, with the characteristic depth of rib and strength of thigh. The tail, long and curved, shows a definite tuft. The rear of the haunch, and still more the tail, are in exceptionally low relief, apparently due to the loss of a thin flake from the face of the slab. Because it's wearing away. So far, the description is canine. The paws, however, appear unusually large, while the long, heavy neck and the short head into which it shades off together with the tiny ears, are all like those of an otter or such. Mustelita. It's probably pronounced wrong, but that's what we're doing. The head and neck are bent backward to lie flat on the animal's backbone. And then it goes on to describe the fact that a human is stabbing it with a spear. Hmm. But that's kind of what it looks like. How do you you feel about that? Sounds like an otter. It certainly does sound like an otter. Alright. But the first documented sighting of this thing... um, dates back to 1684. Now, this excerpt was found in this book I've already mentioned, The Beast That Hide From Man, Seeking the World's Last Undiscovered Animals, by Carl Schuker, which has a whole section of the Duarku, including a full retelling of uh, Terence's battle, and um, dated in 1896. It was written by a woman writing to the Journal of the Royal Antiquities of Ireland. Um, so, like, the fact that it happened before, but it's being retold, like, almost at the turn of the 19th, I mean, the 20th century. It's a story that people keep telling. Mm-hmm. 
And it does make me think if it is just one of these things, but I mean, people claim it really occurred of like, you know, when you see just like a cool, people make stories about things they see. So for some reason, this woman just passed away, right? Mm -hmm. And someone just decided to carve this wicked battle into her, the most like metal tombstone. Yeah, I have... Have somebody fighting a giant otter monster on my grave. Yeah. Okay. Then people made That's it. what you want. You got it. Maybe it was based off her favorite song. That was Lost of the Ages. I don't know what that song would be called. Oh, I, I, was, I was, I was going to call it. No, I'm not going to try. Otter Slay. I tried. It wasn't great. It wasn't the best. This excerpt was found. I told you that already. Um, but yeah, this is the account that was written, oh, I lied. It was in 1674, so it was even older. Oh, nope, it's okay, because it was documented by Roderick O'Flannery in his book, A Chronographical Description of West, or H. Larconat in 1684. My daughter, the otter fodder. There you go. See? I was just priming the pump for you, because that was wild. Okay. Um, what was it again? Uh, it's not worth it. No, well, I mean, the otter fodder was great. <laughs> yeah. My daughter, the otter fodder? Okay, yeah. that's what it was. All right. Here's one rarity more, which we may term the Irish crocodile. We're of one as yet living about 10 years ago. And that's the account he's talking about in 1674. Had sad experience. The man was passing the shore just by the waterside and spied far off the head of a beast swimming which he took to have been an otter, and took no more notice of it, but the beast, it seems, there lifted up his head. Just, <laughs> hey, what's up, man? He's looking at me? To, to discern whereabouts the man was. Hey, where you at? Then diving, swam underwater till he struck ground, whereupon he runned out of the water suddenly and took the man by the elbow, whereby the man stooped down and the beast fastened his teeth in his pate and dragged him into the water where the man took hold on a stone by chance in his way and calling to mind he had a knife in his pocket took it out and gave a thrust of it to the beast which thereupon got away from him into the lake the water about him was all bloody whether from the beast's blood or his own or from both he knows not it was of the pitch of an ordinary greyhound of a black slimy skin without hair as he imagined Old man acquainted with the lake, do tell there is such a beast in it, and that a stout fellow with a wolf dog along with him met the like there once, which after a long struggling went away in spite of the man and dog and was a long time after found rotten in a rocky cave of the lake as the water decreased. The like, they say, is seen in other lakes of Ireland. They call it Dvarku, a water dog, or Anku which is the same. It's spelled different, and a lot of those words had E's at the end that are just not pronounced because it was in 1674, 80, you know, English language does that. That's a little battle again with a creature. That one didn't have any fur on it, but I mean, otherwise it seems pretty similar to what they're talking about, plus the name is basically what they would call this thing anyways. Yeah, if it, I mean, besides the size and the fact that it has legs, it just, it sounds similar to a seal kind of to me. It does. That's true. It sounds a lot like a seal. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, black, slimy. This man was attacked by a seal. Or was he so scary? Oh, but he had, but it, 
What the size? But like the like the seals don't have limbs. Like that's right. Yeah, they just have right. They're the flippers more. No one saw, but I did a flipper gesture. Yeah, it's like that one of these. Yep, still doing it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> From IrishCentral.com, written by uh, Rachel Rafferty and published in 2021. Um, this article, again, that one's a good one too. It talks about a few other sightings as well. Because um, I fell down the Irish crocodile otter killer monster king thing rabbit hole today and mm-hmm. here's a sighting from um 2000 or 2003 as recently as 2000 irish artist sean Coran and his wife claimed to have witnessed a sighting of a duarku in the lake on only island in canermara county galway see that's why i don't want to say places Coran describes it as large dark and with orange flippers that part is wild the creature, reports Kokoran, swam with the lake from west to east in what seemed like a matter of a few seconds. Kokoran concludes that it finally leaped onto a huge boulder and before disappearing gave most haunting screech. Not great. Freak you out. Definitely. Now, people supposedly keep seeing it every now and then and add it to the list of explanations for any water sightings of creatures and even famous ones. Like the Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. Again, the way we've described these things, it seems nothing like Nessie, but it's another water creature. Yep. Maybe it was above the water doing some kind of weird like dance or something. It looked like it had a head like a brown, like a plesiosaurus. Yeah. Jumped out of the water or something. Yeah. Or whatever. Or just even swimming around. Because Nessie seemed like, they thought it was kind of serpentine too. Mm-hmm. It's even been called Ireland's Loch Ness Monster. Um, lots of stories were passed down via oral tradition, so the written record appears to be kind of sparse. But with these stories being added to the plethora of tales on the internet, I would not be surprised if the obstinate otter takes on a new life all its own. Now, there's even speculation that these creatures followed Irish immigrants to America, and that some of this country's very lake monsters are, in fact, Duarcus. Hmm. I imagine the Duarcus, like, Sneaking onto like steerage, just imagine like the, t- the Titanic. <clears throat> it's like DiCaprio. It's like, just like uh, DiCaprio. I like DiCaprio. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now imagine a Duarte love story on the Titanic. Or they just follow the boat, maybe. Maybe like, oh yeah, where's this like, going? Yeah, I don't know. Or they latch onto it. Latch onto it. They hang out. But for those of us that always look for a scientific explanation or a little kernel of truth in our cryptid stories, from an independent dot. I.E. article written by John Von Radowitz called Does Prehistoric Otter Explain Duarku Myth? Quote Now scientists have discovered the otter had a formidable relative that was a predator six million years ago. Didn't look how to pronounce this name up. Simogali Malilutra. I'm sure it's totally accurate. Yep. Was the size of a wolf and weighed about 50 kilograms. That's... A lot or a little. Yeah. I don't know. It's a big otter. I don't know what kilograms are. I was going to say that's a lot. American. And a <laughs> Good. Yeah. I was going to say that was a lot. I just said it twice. It's 5,000 grams. Still doesn't help me. That's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 110 pounds. It's a big otter. That's a big otter. It also had an unusually powerful bite, which would have allowed it to crush shells or the bones of birds and mammals. Dr. Jack Singh from the University of Buffalo, U.S., 
who led a study of the prehistoric otter's fossilized skull, said, quote, We don't know for sure, but we think that this otter was more of a top predator than living species of otters are. Our findings simply imply that this creature, not going to try that name again, could crush much harder and larger prey than any living otter can. Well, yeah, it seems like it's a lot bigger. It seems like it's a massive beast. How many kilograms does a normal otter weigh? Let's find out. 18 pounds. That's a big otter. If it weighs 110 pounds. pounds. Yeah, it's a big otter. It's a big otter. All right, so the Duarku King Otter, the Irish Crocodile, sure seems like one nasty beast. But it seems to be capable of love and unabashed revenge. So that's nice. Well, river otters are actually pretty big. Give me or, some ot- not river otters. River otters what I first looked up. Sea otters. Give me some otter facts. Males, 49 to 99 pounds. Oh, shit. Females, 31 to 73 pounds. Interesting. I don't know. I'm guessing this is nose to tail. There are 4.9 feet for the male, 4.6 okay. feet for the female. Exciting. Otherwise, that'd be a, just a man-sized, a small... Like a land otter man? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's all I could think about. Man. That's all I could think about as I was reading otters. I was like, what is this going to do? What if this thing had to fight a land otter man? Uh, I mean, this thing is substantially larger. Probably a little more ferocious. Don't know if it's smarter. It's not a person. We got some good otter facts over there. Oh, I thought you were, <laughs> I thought you were reading about otter facts. I mean, I was, but I was waiting for you. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fair. All right. Anything new that we need to know about? No. About otters? There's the giant otter. How big is that guy? Six feet, but oh, it shit. weighs less than the, oh, he's, the sea otters. He's thin. I guess so. It's a skinny dude. Skinny boy. All right. Well, the Duarku. It's a beast I kind of just stumbled into and became pretty fascinated with. Good old... Duarku, the Irish crocodile, a long, lengthy, giant beast that has been immortalized on two people's gravestones, Mm -hmm. which that's more than, I don't know how many people have like Sasquatch in their graves, so probably more than I would think. Probably more than I would think, though. But not enough. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It is a cute little slight fright, the Duarku. The Duarku. Gi- giant killer Irish otter crocodile monster beast. It's going to eat you when you're doing your laundry. You're already having a bad time because you're doing laundry. I mean, the main reason... <laughs> I hate laundry. It's That's actually the thing to do. It's actually the main reason we invented washing machines, to avoid the giant to otters. To avoid the giant otters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why it was actually... I mean, that checks out. It was an Irish invention. Yeah. And it was like, man, every time we go wash our, our undies, these otters come kill us. Mm-hmm. We've got to find a better way to wash our undies. Mm-hmm. They're really concerned about how clean their undies were. Yeah, well. As you should be. Because otherwise you're going to have a bad time. You don't want to have dirty. I'm done saying it. <laughs> Even I had enough. But I came across that creature on a uh, mentalfloss.com article that I think was written pretty recent, maybe 2021, which again is like two years ago. But the point is, um, like that seems like when I'm looking up articles, that seems like, Maybe the most prolific, like, 
because it's just on a list of like 21 cryptids. It's called like a cryptids around the world, 22 different cryptids or whatever. Um, but like without that, I never would have found out about that creature. So I'm wondering if like with it now on the internet, and there's a bunch of, a couple of like more recent like Irish articles that have been written, you know, so like, but like only within like the past like five years. So it's like a newer creature, it seems, that's being introduced to the internet. So I don't know what kind of life it's going to take on. You know what I mean? Like, if we'll be talking about this thing like seven years from now when they're seeing, yeah, everybody's seeing these Duarkus. Yeah. They're coming out of the the washing machines now. They realize that's the portal. Straight from the washing machine into the pub. This is a a bunch of drunk Duarkus. Dress dress nice because they got clean clothes on. Imagine a Duarku with like crisp clothes. He's got cool suspenders. He's got a cool little hat. He's at the pub with a thick Irish accent, pounding some... Fine, he'll just be pounding Guinness, that's fine. Yep. Having a great fucking day. Mm-hmm. Yep. when I worked at an Irish pub... You saw an otter? No, I used to get yelled at by an Irish man all the time about pouring his Guinness. Why? We're doing it right, according to him? Yeah. How are you supposed to do it? Better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, but yeah, some websites I use for this... Um, IrishCentral.com, they had a whole article about that beautiful creature. Um, the link is Ireland's, you know, Hound, Duarku, the MentalFloss.com article with the cryptids, independent.ie, but that's about the prehistoric monster. Then MythicalCreaturesGuide.com, talked about them too. Then the book, again, is on, like, Google Books, The Beasts That Hide From Man. Looked it up again. There's like a whole section. Like, if you can just go through that section, like, read the whole thing. I found it in like the later half of my research, but like, if you just read the whole thing, I'm pretty sure it's going to give you all the Duarku information you could ever want. Mm-hmm. And then you can call that day. But, um, yeah, the Duarku. So it sounds kind of similar to something I stumbled upon a little bit earlier today. Oh, really? Just browsing. Yeah. Anything you want to reveal, or you're going to save that for me? I'll tell you what it was called. Sure. Because I didn't really look that much into it. It was just on Reddit. Okay, sure. You know, on the ones that I tend to frequent, which are... Awesome? Yes. Um, the Scrimsel. A who? The Scrimsel. What's he about? It looks kind of like yeah. a giant seal with a long tail. Interesting. Kind of like what you were describing. Yeah. And... I'll just read it because yeah, yeah, it's just a very please. tiny little thing. That's fine. Yeah, please. Um, while we're at it here, there's a drawing, and it looks like it's with uh, overhead. Okay. Of like a giant seal with a long tail, kind of like an otter. Yeah. Swimming, so like you see parts of its back and stuff. Okay, so this little thing that's taken from an article says, the following account of the scrimsel was sent me by one of the party who visited Skoradalsvatn. The scrimsel measures 46 feet long, though. Oh, my God. What? The head and neck are 6 feet, the body 22 feet, and the tail 18 feet long. Oh, my God. This is the Kraken of Otters. According to the estimate of the farmers on the shores of the lake. Uh, This is in Iceland, I believe. Oh, my God. The monster was seen the day before we arrived at Grund. By the farmer of that place, his story and description of the fish were so very remarkable that we instituted inquiries, which resulted in our hunting out several individuals who had seen this monster. 
On one occasion, it was observed by three farmers who reside on the banks of the lake, two of whom I met in question on the subject. One of these men produced a sketch of the creature which he had made whilst it was floating and playing on the surface of the water for an hour. And I'll show you the picture. Please. Because that's all it is. It's You got to go off of the sketch and that little thing. I mean, that looks like the top view. I mean, he's got weird bulbs in him. But well, I, and that's I guess why if, I think it's like in the water. Yeah, yes, I was gonna say like it's clearly like he's just like swimming. There was a uh, yeah. If you since you know what it is, you can look up. Uh, oh, fuck, I was gonna say look up the duarku as if I remember how to spell it. And there's one drawing that was like on a bunch of sites or at least a couple. Um. Shoot. Fuck. Hold on. So I just did a quick Google on Scrimsoul, and apparently it just means. Water monster in Old Norse. So we haven't even decided what this thing is yet? Guess not. But if you type in, you know, D-O-B-H-A-R, and then there's a space, and C-H-U, and then it's going to images. You should see, like, one of the images somebody's drawn of this thing. It's like a sketch. Oh, yeah. Because his teeth, his big otter head. This one looks more like a leopard. With an otter body. Let me see which one. Or a panther. Or oh yeah, the top left one in that in those those four squares. That's the one that's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Okay, that one does look like a leopard. But I mean, who knows? I don't know if the ancient prehistoric otter creature, because things were just fucking big back then. If that's the source of this legend. People were also smaller, I think, too. They certainly were. Nutrition's done wonders for us. It's helped. It's imagine. It's it's amazing what can happen when you are fed to a degree, and you don't. But then you know, there's pros and cons to being fed. <laughs> well, that that's a statement right there. There's pros and cons. To being fed. I was going to go off about how we're fed, like industrial farming and meats and stuff. But no, it just comes up as <laughs> pros and cats of being fed. Ah, uh, that made me happy. Ah, uh, it's too good. All right. But yeah, when you're on those lakes, be careful. When you're doing your laundry, watch out. Just honestly, like, pretty soon you're going to have two workers hopping on the washing machine. Mm-hmm. Stealing your... <laughs> your socks. Wearing your socks. It's wild shit. Yeah, maybe that's where the... You know, you when you lose a sock... It's <laughs> so like, stupid. Like, damn. All right, what I need to do... And I'm not going to try and like feed the internet a bunch of nonsense. I would never dream of this. But what I need to do is just start... Or we can... You know, start a WordPress, like just a blog... And posts the wildest shit about some of these lesser-known monsters. So when they search for these lesser-known monsters, it comes up in like at least the first page, and then just it's, what, it's the monster that steals your sock. He's a sock. Yeah, he's the he's a sock demon. He's a sock outer man. The sock. Outer. <laughs> what? Yeah, man. He comes out your washing machine and steals your socks. Yeah. What the fuck? Anyways, that's a thought for anybody who wants to just screw up Google. Or he murders you by the lakes. So. Or he kills you, right? And then your significant other. Has to wage war against your significant other. It's what a love story. What is that story? What is that movie? That's why I said it. Revenge. 
just never-ending cycle. That's true. Just hate. Yeah. He killed my wife. She killed my wife. <laughs> it's time to go. The movie ends actually with them just having a beer. Like, we fucked up. We can't keep doing this. Turns out we're in love. <laughs> the true love story. Yeah. They walk up into the sunset. An Irish hunter and the sock otter man. <laughs> All right, guys. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, support us wherever you can. The Patreon, Anchor.fm. Um, tell a friend. Tell a friend. You leave her, some idiots you listen to. Leave a review. They're like these guys, these boners talk about monsters and stuff. It's pretty neat. If mm-hmm. you think that, you know. Yeah. Either way. But yeah, just again, lesser-known creature. I just want to bring to anyone's attention because he's pretty decent. He's pretty fun. Yeah. All right, guys. Unless you're Grace. Unless you're what? Grace. Oh, Grace, yeah. I thought you said Graves. I mean, then I thought of an inscription. I don't know. Maybe he just gets immortalized in people's gravestones. How many more are there? I don't know. All right, guys. Stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. (laughs) 